over us? That is the great question today in America. But America doesn't really understand the question too well. Time Magazine recently talked about a global reset. When the pandemic hit, the World Economic Forum saw this as the time to initiate a new world order, including a switch from shareholder capitalism to stakeholder capitalism and enterprise engagement, which will provide a pathway into a global economy and a global government that will have no room for Christianity. The raising of social concern along with diversity, inclusivity, Equality of outcome versus equality of opportunity will all work to reset our world's economy and leave us with a reworked socialism, which is precisely what the media-labeled president-elect said he will implement. We can argue all day about social issues, economics, and politics, but here's a bottom line for all of humanity. As it says in Proverbs 25:28. He that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without protection. Today, we're going to let heaven address a question that's thousands of years old. Who will rule over us? What Pastor Hartiga explains is that this cannot be a political question until it is a personal question. Who will rule is exactly what is at stake in 2020. What most people don't realize is that this presidential election is not merely about socialism, economics, or the hatred of Donald Trump. It is about opening up a pathway to a one-world government that is far, far wider than it has ever been before. And the real question that is being asked of us is, who will you have rule over you? That question cannot be properly, intelligently answered until we understand just who it is that rules over each of our own hearts. Gideon was called by God to deliver Israel after they fell into bondage because of their sin. He was told to overturn the idol of Baal that his father worshipped. When he did, the men of the city called for his life. God was picking a fight with the sinful nation and Gideon's obedience to tear down his own father's idol signaled the direction of victory for Israel because of their own sin and their need to overcome. Then God used only 300 men to defeat the entire army of the nation of Midian. He didn't want men to take credit for the victory, for the defeat of their enemy was because of the victory over sin that God wanted put in their own hearts. If men and nations will not repent, then the consequences of sin will not be overcome. Today, we simply can't vote out the bondage that liberalism is bringing upon us. When sin is defeating a nation, the root must be destroyed or the victory will not last. If we don't own the needed justice of righteousness, then we are wasting our time on political debate. Biden must not only be defeated, but the liberalism that America has embraced must be repented of, not merely outvoted. We need a righteous people who will live the life or the ballot box will be an exercise in frustration. So, go overturn the idols of your fathers, America. Now, if we will be Gideons, we must accept a minority assignment, not a majority vote. 
If you remember, when Israel was under attack, God not only chose Gideon to lead a deliverance, but that he must pare his army down from thousands to just 300 men. Israel's problem was that they ceased to allow God to rule in their collective personal lives, and impending defeat was upon them. Simply put, we must allow ourselves to be ruled by God in our internal lives, or our efforts will be in vain, and our children will be carried away into captivity. Israel came to a place where this cycle of sin, punishment, repentance, and deliverance seen in the book of Judges had been repeated too many times for God. Therefore he said, I will deliver you no more. But they prayed, repented, and believed, and God repented of the evil that he was about to bring on them. What must I do? I need to get a hold of the verse. He that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down. I need God to rule over my desires, so that they will not rule over me when they are not to my liking. I need to learn how to let God be sovereign, because He will not force Himself on me. If He uses force, it is to show the world that judgment is for continued unruliness. He didn't want the Midianites to conquer Israel to put an end to Israel, but rather to let the battle show them the need to get right with Him again. And so it is in America today. Isaiah says in verse... 1 of chapter 32, Behold, a king shall reign in righteousness, and princes shall rule in judgment. People today are looking for a prophet to tell them who will win this election. They need a prophet to tell them who has been ruling in their lives and who must win their hearts. Then will the Lord reign in victory in this nation. Victory is not about an election, a moment in time. It is about a long-term pathway of obedience to God. The best way to fight socialism and the BLM band is to fight your own demons until Christ is allowed to triumph over them. Then will we have a nation that can hold on to righteousness. For righteousness must reign in men's hearts if they hope to have good leadership. The far left got the president they deserved in Donald Trump. But God's intention is to do more than drain the swamp in Washington— Proper ruling in this world is accomplished through righteousness, and we have not had that in this last generation. Pray God will deliver you until you are ruled by God instead of your passion and pride. Then He will hear your prayers to have this nation ruled by righteous leadership. Years ago, I received this word in Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 31. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests bear rule by their own means, and my people love to have it so. And what will you do in the end thereof? The body of this chapter is a powerful revelation of the truth behind America's present dilemma. She is not yet, for all this disease and all this political treachery, ready to turn to God, but she's getting close. They still think in America that the lawyers can win this. Jeremiah chapter 5 pretty much describes where America has fallen to and what needs to be acknowledged for restoration to happen. For many months, God has been working to sift and refine out my own heart, the idols that have been there, hidden away from plain sight. He does not want anything but Him ruling over my life, for He knows that He alone can bring me to His best intentions for others and for eternity itself.
a couple of weeks ago when the refiner's fire got especially hot, I heard the Lord saying these words, You have prepared well. It's been a time of very diligent seeking of Him. Through it, I have also learned that this is what He is doing for America. The refining is on, not just of the government, but of the church as well. We have far too many Christians that are more angry with people on the far left than they love them and want to pray for them and bring them to life in Christ. To this point, too many have been demanding their religious liberty from a government that never gave it to them in the first place. Only repentance and faith can do that. And then, a nation will be ready to embrace the only rule that can truly set it free. Liberty comes from the Bible, not the ballot box. But unfortunately, too many have forgotten this, and they've been shaken by recent results. Next time on Life Journeys, Pastor Hardika will be sharing how God can bring us along to the next stepping stone of American liberty. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful day.